0: Hey everybody, Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about mental health empowerment. Today on the show I wanna talk about processing grief. Uh, I'm gonna be doing a YouTube episode about this, specifically for INTPs as well, uh, which is generally gonna be the same kind of feeling, but um, generally I wanna talk about, you know, the last few weeks I've, I've had to process the grief of the passing of my brother and it's been a weird road especially for me as my personality type. I'm more of a thinker person, and uh, I don't outburst in tears. Um, That's not my method of grieving. And I talk to my mom a lot about her method of grieving, too, and we're very similar in that way. And I think I wanted to talk about processing grief in this episode as a means of encouraging you to process how you need to process so let's break that down on this episode of Dopamine. Let's hit the button and do the thing. Let's go. Drums, please. Now here it is. All right, friend, welcome back to the show. I appreciate you for being here. Thank you for listening to Dopamine. And if this is the second or third episode you've listened to, whether it's on Anchor or uh, any other podcast platform or on YouTube, if this is the second or third episode you've listened to and you really enjoy this show so far, please like and subscribe or leave a rating and review. That would be a very big help to the visibility of the show. And certainly let me know, you know, you don't have to leave a raving review, you can be honest. Um, The idea is that I just want to be able to improve the show and to know that things are going well. And uh, if this is something worth sharing, then share it. That would be amazing. So thank you for that. And if you've already done that, also, thank you for that. So today on the show, I wanted to talk about processing grief and perhaps a little bit from the lens of personality because processing grief is not... There's there's some universal elements to it, but it's not universal in how it's done. And in my experience, um, like I mentioned, my brother passed a few weeks ago, and it was very visceral at first. And the sort of feeling has changed over time. It's a little bit hard to believe still. And that's probably the part that I'm having the hardest with is, is that I'm also six hours away from his house and from my parents. So I haven't yet been in a place where I would expect him to be there and he's not there. So I'm not saying that I'm fully done processing grief because I wouldn't even say that happens, uh, that there's like an end point to that. I think many people who are processing and dealing with grief of any kind, Uh, are, are struggling with the perpetual process of grief. And while I'm talking about it in the grief of losing a loved one, I think a lot of us are still grieving this situation that we've dealt with for the past few months. When it comes to the pandemic, there's obviously big picture losses happening as well with Black Lives Matter and police shifts and all of this stuff happening uh around the world there's all sorts of loss that we're feeling at different stages so there's loss of routines in daily life there's loss of freedom there's loss of feeling like you can be yourself and then there's loss of actual people and there's loss of so many lives that we you know should not have lost for Number of reasons. Uh, But the scope of reality that we need to process allows for change and growth. So for me, processing all of this for uh, my brother in particular has led me to a place where, for me personally, as an INTP in the Myers Briggs system, that processing grief means talking. And because if I just think about things, it's very easy for me to make simple reasons why I shouldn't be upset or why I shouldn't be angry or feeling what I'm feeling and dismiss them. Because one of my superpowers as a thinking thinking perceiver type, as an intuitive thinking and perceiving type, is that I allow for compartmentalizing of my emotions. It's a bit of a superpower, but it's a temporary superpower. It's kind of like Spider-Man thwipping his webs everywhere. Like you don't see it, but after a few hours it's explained in most of the comics that the web dissolves. And eventually it's not it's not there anymore. And uh that's a little bit of an explainer to explain why New York City isn't just covered in webs. But uh <laughs> but generally the idea of of having our individual superpowers as personality types is that these things are tools that we can use in the process of grief or with dealing with the variety of emotions that we're feeling. So for me as an INTP, that's emotional compartmentalizing in service of getting work done. But even so, there are some emotions that are just so big, some experiences that are so big that you can't completely tuck them away and even compartmentalizing, like I said, is not, it's not permanent. You tuck these things aside so that you can deal with them and dealing with them is what allows us to move forward in some way. So for me with my brother getting back into the swing of things now with doing more podcasts and I need to start doing more YouTube videos and getting back into life. There's a lot of weird emotions that come up around feeling like it's, it's wrong to do that or that I haven't grieved properly or I need more time or I'm not ready. And I mean, when it comes to emotions, I never feel like I'm ready. But I know that there are a lot of people who are, you know, you grieve in different ways. And if you're someone who is needing time alone, you take the time alone. If you need the time to talk, you take the time to talk. And that's some of the power of learning your personality type is learning what you need and learn what, what behaviors that grief is pulling you towards. So I'm realizing for me that my instinct is to turtle up, that when everything goes wrong and I have to deal with grief, I, I hide away, I protect myself and make everything as passive and simple as possible. That's one of my stress responses. But I know that one of the things I eventually need to do is talk through things. And I've been feeling that in my body more and more lately as I haven't had enough time to process or I haven't given myself enough time to process on the podcast or to make YouTube videos uh, and do all of this important work that I really appreciate doing because I, I just I, I haven't given myself the, 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 the permission to do that because I felt like I needed to just turtle up and be an introvert. And part of that is true. Part of that is, is true in the sense that I needed to protect myself from too many external commitments. But the, this podcast and the YouTube channel have basically been therapy for me. So to break the cycle of that was not necessarily as helpful of, as I thought I was going to be. So now that I'm getting back into the swing of things, I'm a little bit anxious about it. I'm uncomfortable doing this podcast. Uh, I'm gonna be definitely very uncomfortable getting on camera again because the, people are gonna see my micro expressions. They're gonna see the before and after of how I look based on how my emotions have changed for the big picture. Um, and you know, I have to become brave in that, and that it's gonna be okay. And that everything with my brother allows me to find new motivations for how I'm going to move forward. And that's how I think of things. For me, the big picture is is how people are going to be in harmony together. Like, how are we going to uh, use personality types as a way to help people calibrate to their sense of normal, to who they are, and to make a big impact on the world using my form of thinking? That's my personal, big picture situation. For other personality types, you know, it might be something where you need to calibrate a little bit to the reality of your situation, of what's happening around you and just focus on what's in front of you instead of focusing on the distant future or to focus on something that is more grounding, that is a little bit more protective instead of just kind of you know, freedom chasing and thrill seeking and going after chaos, but slowing down and taking a moment to recalibrate and refocus. One of the things that's been really helpful for my partner, Molly, who is at the Darling Rage or the Darling Revolution, sorry, on Instagram is that every morning she's an ENFP and as an ENFP, her inferior function is introverted sensing. And Introverted sensing is typically about ritual, tradition, uh, kind of doing something through repetition, something like stippling, you know, doing a lot of dots and tapping or something repetitive is a very introverted sensing thing to do. And during this pandemic, there has been this loss of freedom. And this loss of freedom needs to be complemented with an increase in that introverted sensing for her. So she's done this morning practice every day with some friends that she really loves and appreciates. And she does what's called the mandala practice, where they'll draw a mandala every day and sort of express how they're feeling. So there's this tether between her introverted feeling and introverted sensing. So she's honoring that emotional side of her, her being an ENFP while also kind of honoring the opposite side of herself as well. You know, getting some work done, being grounded, being centered, being focused, and having a spiritual focal point so that her mind isn't just aimlessly hoping or, or latching on to every single emotion that's happening around her. She's able to process in a focused way. And for me my talking on the podcast or breaking things into topics and being, uh, uh, clear and, and hopefully concise at times about what it is that I'm thinking in order to support your growth is that anchor point for me. That's what I do to help people. So it was particularly devastating when my brother passed because I was doing YouTube videos all the time. I was doing podcasts all the time. I had room to do the work because even with the pandemic, you know, I'm an introvert and there I could deal with that. Uh, I could deal with being inside. I could deal with managing my own sense of self. Uh, The, the devastation of the world was frustrating and obviously uh, emotionally terrible, but I felt like I could handle it. And I felt like even with everything happening with, the, the sort of social movements and stuff too, there's a lot that I can cognitively calibrate to. I can see that there is data happening, change happening. But with my brother, it's like a one to zero thing. He existed and now he doesn't. So I have to reconcile with that. And that becomes a bigger picture thing to process and think about. And for me, I think about processing as... Going through. It's not avoidance. It's not shying away from, and it's not going too hard too fast, right? It's like going at the speed that you need to. It's processing the thoughts and feelings as they occur, talking about them or or having a place to write them down or to express them, so that you a can know what it is that you've been, you know know where you've been and kind of get a sense of where you're going but also focus on being present with those emotions and those feelings and those thoughts and allow yourself to be with them, to honor them for what they are, not judge them. Because at times you're going to have situations where if you're dealing with great loss, that's usually a moment of of existential calibration. You're trying to figure out your place in in the world, your place in existence. Sometimes there are religious upheavals. Like you're thinking about things in a different way. You're thinking about what it all means. What's the purpose of anything? What matters? And your life in the midst of that needs balance. Like it needs that levity to come from the other side and be able to process at the appropriate pace so what I mean by that is that I talked to my mom about it quite a bit and my brother's daughter uh, my niece she's very similar to me as well I don't know her personality type but I get the sense that she's an ITP and she talked to my mom who is most likely an ISTP Uh, we were able to we we talked about how we're all very similar in the sense that everyone around us is going to expect us to freak out they're looking at us as if they're waiting for us to combust and they're ready to pick up the pieces. And what has been challenging is that we know we feel it all there. There's, we feel the change in our body. We feel the grief. We feel we, we understand what's happening. There's some disconnect from reality. Sometimes it's hard to believe, but because we're not openly crying and screaming and thrashing. It can look to the outside world like we don't care. And I'm here to give you permission that however you need to process is how you need to process as long as you're not avoiding things. Right? So my mom talked about the fact that, you know, she's like sharing stories and and they're talking and they're laughing and they're having a good time and they're reminiscing. And, and she's like, You know, I have to remind myself to not feel bad about enjoying myself. Because first of all, my brother would not want that. My brother would definitely want for us to continue to live our lives, eat good food, celebrate people, celebrate life and the moment, and keep living and keep doing our thing. Uh, And I know my mom understands that. But I feel like there are so many people, particularly if you're a young person dealing with such grief, that you are learning that you have to contend with your identity being attached or, or being kind of conflating with the expectations of your identity from other people. So I'm here to just give you permission that however you need to grieve, you grieve. You yell, you scream, you cry or you write it out, or you talk it out, or you work out the logic, or you make jokes. or sometimes, sometimes as a thinker in particular, you know, thinkers, we have a skill and a talent of making light of very difficult situations. Like Ricky Gervais is a perfect example of that. He's most likely an ENTP, and he's got a show called Afterlife. And there's comedic moments in there, and he also talks about the big picture of dealing with Such a big topic as like dealing with the afterlife and nihilism, and you know, how that's all related to uh, social behaviors and stuff like that. There's so much to tackle when it comes to these, you know, big picture existential things that however you need to process, whether that's intellectually or emotionally, it's okay. And I'm here to remind you of that because that's what I've needed for myself is to remember that this is a balance and I need to maintain balance. Even though life circumstances are going to shift the balance in a particular direction, I still need to access the bravery within myself to allow for the moments in which I can go forward and create and still use this as fuel for going forward So processing this stuff out loud, like I had no plan going into this podcast episode. I just knew I needed to process things. So I'm just talking and trying to figure out how to wrap this all up in a bow. But essentially the idea is that processing is the idea of going through and processing can be slow and processing can take time. And it can be frustrating, particularly for me as an introverted thinker, it can be really frustrating because I've got work to do. I've got things I want to focus on. I've got stuff I want to think about. I've got big picture ideas that I want to research. And sometimes it feels like all of this emotional processing gets in the way and it will continue to get in the way if you don't deal with it. So when I talk about compartmentalizing, it's more like sweeping it under the rug. But if you keep sweeping under the rug, eventually you're going to trip over the rug and you're going to have to deal with it. So what I'm suggesting is that to get into a habit of finding out how you process, whether that's through grief or through uh, any other emotion or situation and get calibrated to that feeling so that you know, when something's off and you can get a sense of like, okay, I've been kind of irritable lately. Maybe I need to talk to someone. Maybe I need to call my mom. Maybe I need to record something. Maybe I need to take notes for myself. Maybe I'm spending too much time on the internet. You know, maybe I'm thinking about the future too much. And maybe I need to be in the present and just smell the flowers. You know, maybe I'm uh, trying to fixate on, you know, big picture freedom of being able to travel the world when I can take a car ride an hour away and go somewhere I've never been before. And just finding different ways in which you can still satisfy the needs of in your, of your internal and external world while being yourself and allowing for those basically different aspects of yourself to manifest. So what I'm, one of the things I'm trying to get at with all of that is that we're not one dimensional people. And what I love about personality types is that it's it's while your your personality type, the four letters don't change throughout your life, how that type manifests throughout your life will change and grow and evolve. Your environment changes who you are, your family, your circumstances, your culture changes aspects of who you are. But also in the micro, day-to-day, it's think it's like It's like weekdays versus weekends. You're in a different mode during the weekdays and then in a different mode on the weekends. So if you're feeling like your dominant mode is not serving you or not serving your processing, then think about flipping that. If you're normally a thinker unattached, uh, data focused person, maybe now is the time for you to give some of that, the emotional side of yourself, some attention or if you're mostly a very emotionally connective person and you want to be friends with everybody, maybe is now the time to slow down and collect your thoughts and review what you've been experiencing and try to make sense of the world instead of just letting other people make sense of the world for you. Or if you're so used to outbound exploration, and going on big trips and doing big things, maybe either maybe try to shrink it down and challenge yourself to do something small and ritualistic, or think about the future. Think, look through photo albums, take it as an opportunity to reclaim your sense of self, review your past or look towards your future. If you're someone that's in the present all the time, maybe that's time for you to flip the script and go towards the future a little bit more right if you're an introvert all the time maybe it's time to try to practice being a little more extrovert being a bit more extroverted so i think you get the idea here is that processing is a multifaceted thing processing means that <clears throat> there are going to be twists and turns there're going to be caverns there're going to be dives and climbs there's going to be all sorts of of different requirements of you to get through what you need to get through. <clears throat> so for me, that's been taking time to slow down and taking time to regroup. I've spent a lot of time recentering myself. I've archived a lot of my old podcast episodes. I've been doing a lot of like computer cleanup work and we've also been doing some uh, sort of grounding work at home. We bought new bed sheets. Uh, we're getting a new desk for Molly. We're trying to kind of reclaim our sense of grounding so that we can launch forward because that's my plan is with dopamine going forward. I've got a lot of plans. I want to make some more merch. I've got to finish a lot of these empowerment kits that I've been making, which you can go pick up at dopamine.life. And I've got all sorts of YouTube videos to make. And I, you know, one of the big picture plans of dopamine is to turn it into a coaching network. So I need to find some of these people that I want to have in my network. Uh, That's part of the big picture plan. And sometimes needing to take the time off that I did for a few weeks uh, ultimately was helpful. But now life is calling for me to get back to it and process in a different way, to process out loud, to share with you what I'm thinking, what I've been feeling, what I've been experiencing to hopefully help you when you experience those moments, but also to encourage that you can do that for other people to share your story and that I can keep processing in the variety of ways that I need to process so that I can feel this sense of equilibrium in my life, that I can get into flow again and I can just keep creating. And, and now after all of this processing with everything with my brother, I was able to process uh, and continue to process what he means to me and his influence on my life. I genuinely think that he's like, you know, some, one of the best of us and he, his philosophies on life and not taking things too seriously. And he, he gives me, He embodied empowerment before I started talking about it. And now that I'm talking about it, it's like I'm able to take his life force and I can put it into this work. And I think he'll be proud of that. He was proud of what I'm doing. He's proud of what Molly's doing. He's proud of my family. He's proud of everyone. And I don't necessarily believe in an afterlife, but I believe his energy is out there, you know, and his energy lives on in the remembrance of what we have in our memories and our minds, how I can put forth that energy into the work that I do, that any of us do that have been influenced by him. And then literally his energy is put into the ground and given back to the earth because energy is not created or destroyed other than inside of the stars. So for me, that's a beautiful way to look at it. And if you have a religion that can help you process, if you have If you don't have anything, hopefully what I told you can help you process. And, you know, the the idea is like just to find what works for you, what feels right for you, continue to process, continue to share, and have the support, look for support. And if you don't have the support, that's what my community is for. Dopamine.life, we have a private community for some of the heavier stuff, but we also have a YouTube channel, we have... Facebook groups. We have a Reddit thread now. Um, Just search for dopamine and you'll find us basically everywhere. And the idea is that I want to create safe spaces for people to process how they need to process, use these tools of personality types. And while I didn't get into the specifics of how each personality type processes, um, which maybe I'll do in the future, um, this is more of an overview of what it means to process And I want you to have these that just the general thought that if you need to process and you've done it the same way you've always done it and it's not working, try something different, flip, change. We are dynamic, allow ourselves to be dynamic. And then I think everything as a result of that will be okay. All right. So I want to thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you listening to this podcast episode As I mentioned in the episode, we have empowerment kits. If you know your personality type and you want a breakdown of your cognitive functions and what it means to be your personality type, go to dopamine.life. You can check that out. Uh, We also have articles, YouTube videos, um, all sorts of other podcasts from the past We've got a lot of things that we've been covering over time. We've got varying communities. So if you're listening on, you know, a podcast, uh, channel of sorts, you can find us on Facebook or Reddit, YouTube, join one of those communities or come to dopamine.life. If you want to share some of the more personal stuff, we have a very private community that if you want to join us, you'll get some support. And I also do coaching and things like that as well. So you can, you know, again, check out the website, see what we've got available. See if something clicks with you. If you click in the menu, we've got programs, uh, and all of that good stuff. So again, leave a rating and review. If this is the first, second or third episode you listen, listen to, and you like this episode, you like this podcast, leave a rating and review, like, and subscribe. And I can't wait to hear from you. I want to hear your story. I want to hear some of what has helped you process during some of the difficult times, whether you've experienced loss or you're dealing with the grief of the world having to change and um you know moving forward from here. So with all of that said, um I'm gonna leave you with the uh profiling session sort of testimonial. If you want to learn about your personality type, dopamine.life slash profiling session. We do a one-on-one session, and there's usually some coaching that comes out of that as well. So go ahead and sign up for that. If you're interested, that's usually the best way to figure out your personality type. And then we can talk about some of the other big picture stuff from there. So with all that said, I have been C-Note, aka Christian Rivera, and uh, this has been Dopamine. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. This has been a CNOTE Media Production. Hi, my name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with CNOTE and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP. So getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands Uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had, I was able to ask any questions, and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, Overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up, and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him, um, and I want to thank him again. It was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today.